We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, it finally happened. It's here. We got it. Let's go. We have an early trade to announce. We have a trade, an actual trade in the <laughs> NBA. We are a few weeks out from the trade deadline still, but the Lakers make it. I'm just so happy, Keith. <laughs> it's not just the fact that it's the Lakers. A trade happened. And we've been yeah. waiting for this day. And it's not a salary dump. Like it's it's not some team just trying to save tax money or something. So yep. yeah, it, this is great. And I love too that the, the little Adam Silver snippet works because it's we have an early trade, is That's what he right. says in that. Because believe it or not, guys, it's really hard for us to find a snippet of him just saying we have a trade to announce. It, it um, was so difficult <laughs> to find that. I bet if I kept it, looking, but once I found that, yeah, I just kind of said you okay. had to run with it. But it is. It fits because it is an early trade. We're we're like still two and a half weeks from the deadline, so th- this is perfect, man. I, I'm I'm super duper excited to to get into all this uh, uh, details of it. I'll let you 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 cover those, and then then we'll dive in. Sure. Yeah. So the Lakers are trading Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks. Now, two of these second round picks are pretty late. We're talking 2028 and 2029, and so they're far off. And then one of the second rounders is the 2023 Chicago second round pick, which could actually be a pretty decent second rounder so Kendrick Nunn and those three picks going out to the Washington Wizards in exchange for Rui Hachimura the former ninth overall pick in the 2019 draft uh he'll be out of contract this summer uh word is that the Lakers would like to keep him would like to either sign him to an extension or hang on to him uh past this year so it's not just a, a short-term thing for them oh, we'll get that- into that extension stuff because that is not a real thing my friend that was sloppy reporting i saw that and like, i thought the same thing mm-hmm. i'm like there's they're not going to be able to do an extension there they're going to have to good. sign it but in any event that was what was out there was that they want to do an extension with him but that's not really the case mm-hmm. right yeah so let so let's talk the basketball part of this first because i think that you know ostensibly we're a basketball show so we should probably talk things that happen actually with the ball and on the court um this is to me this is a rebalancing of the roster and rotation for the lakers they have nine million guards and one true forward-sized guy in lebron and then some bigs and it's like in none of their guards are really like 
six five, six foot six guards yeah. that are big enough to to even really play up all that often. So, and I and I know you know this better than I do, obviously, and probably better than most. How many games has it been, LeBron? Insert big man X here. Right now, it's Thomas Bryant who's really playing well. Um, and I have thoughts on that too later if we have time. And then three guys who are under six foot four or six foot four and under, I should say, out on the court. And then sometimes they close games with LeBron at the five, and it's like uh, Gulliver's travels and like he's like marching around with the Lilliputians out there. So it's um it, it's th- this is huge for them just to get another guy with some size that can play literally like it's, it's, it's so important because they really do get to rebalance the roster now. And it's, I, it's funny. I saw some people say, well, it doesn't matter. Kendrick Nunn doesn't play. That's not true. Kendrick he's Nunn been has playing. been playing. He's been playing for the better part of, I want to say at least the last two months for the Lakers, but essentially you're trading guard wing depth for forward depth. And that, that's really important in my mind. Yeah, we've been saying since back in July over on the Lakers Nation that um, the Lakers roster was completely imbalanced, that they needed more wings, that they had too many guards. It felt like the roster was put together as though a Russell Westbrook trade was was coming, yes. and then it never happened. Um, and so now they were they were left with a roster where, like you said, there were there were games where we would see Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, Dennis Schroeder. I think there were moments where all four of them were on the floor at the Might same been, time. Yeah. We definitely saw three of them out there at the same time. And if not all four, you might have them out there with like three with Austin Reeves or three with Lonnie Walker or somebody like that. Yeah. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that where Reeves, who was a two Lonnie, who was a two were being asked to play essentially the four and really both Reeves and Walker have rarely been able to play the two uh, in recent months. Now both are hurt right now, but they haven't been able to play the two nearly as often as they did at the beginning of the season. They've been asked to play the three where they haven't been as effective, 6'5 and 6'4 respectively for those two guys. So the Lakers roster has been, been massively undersized. And so they really needed to add another wing player. And Hachimura at 6'8 has some physicality to him. And he he uh, should bring them at least that. He's not a perfect player by any means, but this is a, a team that badly needed a, another wing. Yeah, he, he is a true four who can also play a little bit of three that yeah. that's how I look at him at this point in his career and, and I think this is big for LeBron I think this is big for Anthony Davis those small ball lineups work when there's something you throw out there for the last three to five minutes of each half but when you're playing it for 10 minutes of each half it starts to lose its effectiveness because then it's like, all right, let's just run a, you know, a, a, you know, wing guard pick and roll and go after whoever it is we want to go after and just not even think about it and go, go into those series. And that, that, that makes it really hard. So, you know, I think Kachamore, if we get into his game a little bit, it's funny because now just the way these things go, there's all these people like he's not even good. And then he gets traded. And and this is not a knock on Lakers fans because this is every fan base. It's like, oh man, I actually looked and he's better than I thought. Right. Sure. Like, there's a lot yep. of that going on today. But I do think for some people, like it's true. I think some people are like, wow, he is better than I thought. That said, his numbers are this is the lies, damn lies statistics kind of part part for me, where it's like just this week, I think he scored 16 points, zero points, and then 30 points or something like that. Ride so, that roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and, and if you look at his game log, it's not always quite that drastic, but there's a lot of 
20 points, nine points, you know, and it's, it's the, I, my go-to guy for this for years was Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is a, you know, 20 point per game scorer because he scores 31 night and 10 the next. And that averages 20 and off you go. And everybody's like, well, just give me 20 every night. But that said, Hachimura can shoot. He's actually, he's probably going to join this team as instantly one of the better shooters uh, on, on the team, right? He's probably in the top, Five, I would guess of, of shooters now. He's he's uh, his three point percentage hasn't been what it was last year. Yeah, but he still he goes. can be effective. He's thirty three yeah. percent and change from three he'll this year. Be, but he's more of a mid range shooter. That's, that's kind of his bread and butter. He'll be better, I think, from three two because he's going to have LeBron and Russ yeah. and guys like that setting him up uh, versus trying to dribble into a lot of created shots, which is what he's been this year. For those who don't know, he has not started this year. He's come solely off the Wizards bench all season long. And basically he comes in when uh, when they're healthy, when Porzingis and Kuzma sit, he comes into the game. And it's kind of almost like let him run a lot of the offense, you know, through him. Where it's even if he's not, you know, dribbling it up, it's our we're running our set to get him the ball on the wing and let him kind of create. So he's a lot of self-created shots and he'll look better when he's getting shots created for him. He played well with Russ a couple years ago too. He actually did did quite well uh in minutes with Russ. So my guess would be probably just because this is almost always how this works unless it's a true you know top end starter guy probably come off the bench at least initially and then we'll see where it goes from there i think though you're going to get a lot of minutes in games very meaningful minutes where it's davis hachimura lebron and two guards i don't know who those two guards will be but it'll be two of them if it's defense that you need probably beverly's out there if it's offense you need probably be reeves especially if it's more shooting you need uh if it's just another creator it might be dennis schroeder but this is now a whole new level of lineup versatility, rebalance roster that Darvin Ham hasn't had all season. And that, you know, sometimes it's even if it's not the biggest superstar blockbuster move, just making moves that make sense around the margins. Like that's where it is. And these, yep. quite frankly, are the moves the Lakers have not done the last two years. They, they've been, you know, no, they were, we're not making those smaller moves around the edges. And that's where it just gets super messy for them. This, I think, the domino effect for this, as I mentioned earlier, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, both been mo much more effective when they've been twos, when they've been in that role, as opposed to being asked to play up at the three. And I think that beyond just the impact that Hachimura brings, the added benefit is that you are going to be, it doesn't mean they're never going to play the three again, but you're going to see more often where they're able to go and play their natural position and you're not undersized out there. And the, kind of the overall impact on the roster is probably going to be greater than what Hachimura himself would would bring yeah I think too because I do want to this has nothing to do with the trade but I just want to touch on it I think Thomas Bryant has earned the 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 they should at least explore Thomas Bryant's stays in the starting five when mm -hmm. AD comes back because I think to AD at the five right wrong or indifferent he doesn't really want to do it. He's been very open about that uh, throughout the course of his career. And, and I don't have anything to back this, but it just feels like the more you play him at the five, the bigger of a beating he takes, the more likely he is it gets hurt. And the reason why for that is the five man has to do a lot more. It doesn't matter who the five man is, but you have to be tagging role men. You have to be dropping into the paint, bumping bodies with guys constantly. Cause that's just what a five has to do. And I think if you can basically say, Hey, Go be the probably, I'm not going to say probably, 
the single most devastating weak side protector in this game. Yeah. Let Bryant kind of just, he doesn't have to be great, but just hold up a little bit at the, you know, at the, at the front of the rim, just hold guys up a little bit and then let him go in there and, you know, come in and be the weak side help guy and all that stuff. I mean, Bryant's been so good offensively for this team. That's why, cause I saw a lot of people like, all right, Davis and Hachimura and LeBron, that's our new front court. That's going to play a lot together for yeah. certain. I just, I might just keep Hachimura in that role coming off the bench, but, but you're talking come off the bench, but still play 30 minutes a night, which is, is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I could see them going that route as well, particularly with how well Thomas Bryant has been playing, had a, probably his best game of the season um, just last night. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah he, he was, was unbelievable last night in that game. It was, yeah. And what a ridiculous turnaround. Cause that's the kind of game too. If I was a Lakers fan, I'd feel a little bit better because that feels like the kind of game over the last couple of seasons where it would have been like, that's it. We're going to lose. Yeah. We might lose by 50 tonight yep. and they they just kept going and that that hasn't always been their mo the last couple nope. of years like if has, always, has they, they're, they're they're locked in and now now they're pushing so but should we get into the cap side of yeah, this let, let's like talk about the cap side because this is this is important here for the the long-term ramifications mm -hmm. of this what we've talked a lot about the lakers cap space i know you wrote a, a piece for spot track all about it so what does this mean for the lakers future for their flexibility uh assuming they want to hang on to Rui hachimura what what happens here? Because I think this could go a long way towards informing what else they uh, of, of what else they might do before the, the deadline here. Yeah, so I think uh, the most important thing to note here is right. And I've been hammering this. Lakers are going to be somewhere probably between thirty and thirty five million in cap space. Like that's been, and I generally kind of throw thirty three just because it's nice and in the middle number there. Right, and that's also like when I get deep into my cap projections, that's generally where I land with them. So let's just say. 33 million in cap space because that's what I had them at before this trade today. The high level is nothing changes with that. They have swapped an expiring contract for another expiring contract. Pachamora shows up and it is like, oh my God, this was the most god awful fit possible. Well, then you're out using Kendrick Nunn's salary in another deal and you're out three second rounders. We'll talk about that when we get to the Wizards side of the trade. Mm -hmm. But you you took on no long-term guarantee here with, with Hachimura, which is, that's important to note and I think is being missed a little bit because you can still wipe the slate clean if you want to. That said. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In all the reporting, I mean, I think I've seen now three or four different people report. And this is where I want to know, he can't do an extension. He's still on his rookie scale deal. I know that's been tweeted several times by different reporters. Um, 
he can't. That that deadline was way back in October. A while ago. Yep. Cannot do that. But he can be a restricted free agent. They can resign him to basically any contract they could have extended him to anyway. And the important thing for most people to notice, it doesn't really change a whole lot as far as the average fan is concerned. But it is important that it's not an extension. Will be a new contract, so they could do things like add a trade bonus in there and stuff like that that you can't necessarily do um, in uh, in extensions. So Hachimura comes. So let's say things are working out great. He's he's doing well. He has an eighteen point eight million dollar cap hold this summer as a restricted free agent. The Lakers have to issue that, otherwise it becomes unrestricted, and then they have no ability to keep him. Um, that that's then he could just walk and take whatever deal he wants with somebody else. So in this case, you add that 18.8 million. Well, the first initial thought that people have is, all right, well, so that takes us to 15 million in cap space or whatever it would be. Your challenge there is now that number is lower than the combined amount of the non-taxpayer and the biannual exception. So you add those back and now all of a sudden you're an over the cap team. But it's already been painted and hopefully folks are reading the article and seeing this. And I will say the Lakers folks who cover the team are doing a biased opinion, doing a really nice job of pushing that article to say, Hey, this doesn't take us out of the cap space race because the important thing there is it doesn't because what they could do is they're going to know you're going to get 30, 35 games here with probably 30 because it's probably going to be a couple days before he plays. So let's say somewhere in the 30 game range with Hachimura, they're going to really know, all right, we know what he, how he fits here. How did it work? What does it look like? What do we want to do long-term? And if it is, we want to sign him. And I, and I put in the article, I just said the starting salary at 10 million because I just kind of picked that out of that's, kind of mid-level-ish that's probably about where he was going to be at um you know if teams saw enough promise and felt like he was pretty good then what happens is that 18.8 million cap hold instantly replaced replaced with his actual salary when he signs now all of a sudden that 18.8 is gone it's only 10 now you're at about 23 million and that is that becomes then your real actual cap space number and at that point that 23 million for the lakers is all right, hey, we can that that's enough to it's not gonna get you in the mix to go get superstar X. No. But get Kyrie. That, yeah, that Kyrie's out right yep. at that point. But that does get you in the mix for all right, we can get two good players because that's yeah. essentially two mid-levels. And you get good players with the full mid-level. Now they'll have to work around the hard cap and those kind of things if they do that. And they could potentially get there. Probably not. A lot of that depends on how much they resign Austin Reeves for also restricted free agent, but they should have enough flexibility to use the full 23 in cap space. Then the room exception, all the stuff that they want to do without really triggering a hard cap. If that's the direction they want to go. The other option just to put it out there is you basically keep everybody on the books keep the cap holds for everyone operate as an over the cap team you would still have the taxpayer mid-level but what that opens you up to that is a little bit different is sign and trade possibilities and things like that so sure. then you're open to all right well you know maybe you could work something where it's not going to be russ on a 40 million dollar deal in a sign and trade but maybe you could do russ on a 20 million dollar deal in a sign and trade to bring something back to the roster and things like that but that becomes you know just that that starts to get a little far down the 
a fantasy land planning yeah. scenarios, but the flexibility is there. So if that's all too much, the main thing is the Lakers didn't really lose any of their high end flexibility for cap space. They didn't really lose all that much, even if Hachimura hits and they want to keep him as long as they don't get stupid. You can't, you can't give him 18 to $20 million unless he has the best 30 game audition we've ever seen. Yeah. Then that becomes a different story, but you have to, you have to be balanced and smart about what you give him next, but it's all still right there for the Lakers to really do this. And I think in a much better way, because now you're building with James Davis, Hachimura Reeves, Christy, if you want to count them in there, that's kind of your, your, your core group. Now we get to add to that core group and there's still going to always be a destination for three, four guys on veteran minimum contracts who are actually pretty good, but are like, Hey, I'll take that to catch on. And because they're the Lakers, they should be a good team. The room exception of about 5.8 million is a little bit better spending power than say the Orlando magic with the room exception. Like it just is, it's, 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 Guys are willing to look at that and take that. That won't from an Orlando, the Charlotte, San Antonio. Like, I'm not going to take that. With the Lakers, you you might get an actual real player with that. So that was a lot, but hopefully that clears things up a little bit. So if they stay below the cap, you're essentially, if your numbers are right in terms of what Rui gets on his next deal, about, you know, if it's like a 10 million or so, something of that range, Mm -hmm. you essentially have two mid-levels to use plus the room exception to use. In yep. terms of your spending power, whereas if you go over the cap, then you're looking at a mid-level and a biannual to you to you. So less yep. spending power there. But what what does that do? Because a lot of Lakers fans are asking these questions. What does that do as far as retaining some of these like like Thomas Bryant, uh, Austin sure. Reeves? Obviously a different case, but uh, you know Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker, play, players like that. Yeah. So in the case of those guys, they only have non-bird rights on those guys anyway. So like in Bryant's case, coming off a of minimum, that that's nothing anyway right like that's not going to get you much um so what you're probably looking at is if you looked at it and you built it out and you said all right we really want to keep lonnie walker well then you you have the option to say you know what all right what we're going to do is we're also going to keep his cap hold on the books um his cap hold is let me make sure i just had it pulled up but it's about 7.7 million we're going to keep him on our books too but we're going to sign him for 7 million it's close but that gives us a little bit more. So we're going to eat into a little bit of our cap space, but we 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 do it this way. And you kind of arrange that. A guy like Thomas Bryant, you could keep that that super tiny cap hold on there for a long time and kind of wait it out to see like, hey, is someone going to give him more than another minimum deal? Right. My guess is you can't mess around with that one too much. He's shown enough. And he's, somebody's going to pay He's him. a big, somebody's going to pay him. Bigs always get paid it. No matter how much the league downsizes, every year big men get paid and people are like, who's paying these guys? Because yeah. everybody still looks at us, we need a center. Um, so that's where you, you got to be a little cautious. But re-signing those guys, you could either do it, we re-sign them out of that $23 million, we we keep them on the books. You've got a lot of different ways you can can kind of play with this um, to go some different ways. So I think, you know, $23 million, maybe that becomes a little high if you're really intending to keep Walker and Bryant, um, you know, guys like that. But it's, it's probably not super out of range. The other nice thing is you have the mid-level and the biannual, which is about, I'm just going to, $11 million and $4 million just to make the math easy. You can't add those together and get a 15 million player. Whereas if you have 23 million in cap space, you can't, you right. could go get a 15 million player because you've got that. So that 23 million can go a long way. Cause you could, 
realistically probably split that up amongst two good players, but maybe even a third in there. And then again, that room exception, you're going to get that. So that's how I would be planning all this out and having spilled all those virtual ink today and all these words here in this airspace, they're going to go and make some other trade. That's going to completely, it's going to wipe out all the cap space here. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, but that's what we've been talking about for a month or more is if you're making moves, you got to make a move for a guy you kind of like. And I like the Hachimura deal because there's really no risk involved here unless you super love second round picks, which I don't, because I don't th- I think the Lakers have done a good job getting guys they in have second found round picks. For the second round. I just yeah. don't think they've done a good job with the contracts they give those guys. So Correct. I'm not super worried about them missing because I think they can do just as good a job getting similar players on the undrafted market. I'm not, you know, super worried about them being out three second round picks, including two of them that are who the hell knows what the draft will look 2028, like. 2028, 2029, you know, six yeah. and seven years from now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then in the case of Austin Reeves, they'll have uh, early bird rights on him. So they should be in the driver's seat. To, to and we that. are going to do a show at some point. It'll probably honestly be post trade deadline now where we break down. What does it look like? Because he is arenas eligible. Yes. And that is, let's just say there's a decent chance that could come into play. But we'll get into what all that means for him, for the Lakers, uh, for other teams. We'll, we, we will get into all that stuff. All right. I think. I think we can move on from from this trade. <laughs> well, I think we should do the wizard side of it. Just oh to yeah, be, okay. Be, the be wizard fair. side is pretty pretty quick. So yeah, yeah, like, it's very quick. Clearing a logjam at their forward yes. position. This says to me maybe they do feel pretty good about resigning Kyle Kuzma. I think and, they do. Yo, I, I my guess is what's going to ultimately happen there is Kuzma wants to be like courted and I want to be one of the top free agents and all those kind of things. And I think at the end of the day, the wizards are going to say, that's cool. But how does like 25 million a year sound? And it's like, you know what? That sounds pretty good. Let's get it done. You know, something in that range uh, for him. And if you do that, you got him. I think they want to keep Porzingis. You've obviously got Bradley Beal long-term, but just looking at your forward position, you still have Denny Avdia who they invested a high draft pick in much like Kachamora and Corey Kispert. Another guy who was a you know mid first rounder, you can't continue to keep loading guys into the same couple of positions and then just moving on from all of them. So when you sometimes you move on from one to free up time for the others, and that's how you move it forward. So that's my guess where things are going to go with Washington for them. Three second round picks. A lot of Wizards fans seem very disappointed with like all we got was three seconds and Kendrick Nunn. But the reality is, if you wait too long. If you're at 2.30 on you know Thursday of the trade deadline, your offers might be one second because you yeah. you you why are you keeping him? Like you're you're in a tough spot. This different circumstances, but similar thing is the Suns can't wait too long to trade Jay Crowder unless Correct. it really is. They're like, whatever, we'll take whatever we can get. Woj noted that this was bad. there was an in- incarnation of this that was a three-team deal that featured Phoenix okay. as well. Yeah. And I will say the deal hasn't gone final yet. So we'll, we'll see, Correct. you know, and just our standard reminder, I already tweeted this, but our standard reminder, whether it's the trade deadline or the off season, or even at the draft, you know, trades are official and done and signings for that matter. When the team tweets about them, that's when, you know, everything is done and locked in. A lot of times you'll find out a little bit earlier because it might hit a transaction log or something like that, but you'll know it's done, done when a team tweets about it. 
99% of the time. Every once in a while, we get one of those screwy ones where it's like, oh, wait, there's a problem with the physical and that. But those are pretty, pretty rare. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm checking in right now and just checking the the Lakers notifications and all that kind of stuff. And the, the team has not sent out anything to so, us officially yeah. announcing that that it's done, done. So, yeah, the oh, last cool. couple just pieces of bookkeeping on this trade. Lakers did add a little bit to their tax bill. Mm-hmm. They took on about a million dollars in actual salary because of where they're at with the tax and penalties. That'll translate to about three million more. So, but not enough to really you'll be all that worried about um with that and the wizards though they cleared up about a million under the tax um they were only about four hundred thousand ish you know now they've got a little bit more flexibility if they want to um you know do something else so they could even take on a little bit more money the kendrick nunn part of this for washington i wouldn't be surprised if he's moved in another deal they can't obviously come aggregate him or combine him with anybody it's not enough time to do that but it wouldn't be surprised if they move him especially if somebody comes up needing a guard here in the next couple weeks maybe they move him um but i think there's a good chance he gets bought out because there's just they, they don't need him they've got guys that can play unless they suffer an injury themselves there, there just really isn't a need for him on that team right now yeah i, I really think he's just salary ballast in this that's all it was he's yep. not that's yeah. the exact term i used in the articles I said, was it? he's just salary ballast there yep. you go there you go mind meld mind meld. that's right that's right all right let's do it this is not the only news we have today no right? it is There's not somehow stuff. we've done almost a full show here <laughs> but we have plenty more to get into um, it's super excited man it's our first real trade that's right so that's right <laughs> i was like i think i was firing texts off to you like left and right like i can't wait to talk about this on the show <laughs> we we live for this stuff it's so much yep. fun um so good the, I guess let's jump to the other LA team. The Clippers are not considering trading Kawhi. I mean, this to me is kind of a duh, like, yeah. yeah but And I know there's, you know, Kawhi's been out of the rotate the lineup quite a bit and, and all of that. But, like, what are you, you're not, it's it's like the Lakers with Anthony Davis. You're not getting enough to make it worthwhile to trade yeah. away Kawhi because of the injury history. That would have to be one of those ones, like, where we're literally like, holy crap, we need to record right now because yeah. this was such a, you know, unexpected blockbuster thing. And and those do happen. I just don't think this is going to be the one. And what's funny is the Clippers, like they played yesterday against Dallas and really kind of showed like when they care, like they're very good. They're so good. Kawhi looks pretty good to me. I, I think he's really looking good. That said, I still expect them to continue to throw games away and float somewhere in that, you know, five to eight range in the West and, you know, be a playoff team. But I just, I, I really got to believe I don't want to be Denver or Memphis or new Orleans, a team that's had a pretty nice season. And then I'm all right. Game one, first round of the playoffs fired up, but I look over it. It's Kawhi and PG and, you know, John wall off the bench and Norman Powell and all these guys. Cause it just does feel a little bit like, man, what like this, sucks but you know it's just they, I, I don't know I'm, I'm struggling to take them super serious but then you watch them play a game like yesterday and it feels like wow this team really is pretty good yeah absolutely I think they've got we've been talking about them since the offseason they've got plenty of talent they've got plenty of depth they can be a very difficult out at any point but like you said they've underachieved so far um but I, I don't think they need to be in the business of trading away, unless they're just convinced this simply cannot work, which I don't think that's where they should be right now. Or you had some medical intel of like, Correct. this dude's like got a year left and it's all falling apart. Then maybe, but 
You know, I, I think this is one where with him and Paul George, the Clippers have more or less now made their bed, and it'll be until those contracts expire, and then we'll see where it goes from there. All right. Uh, the Hornets would like to re-sign P.J. Washington. We've talked about Jalen McDaniels, what he can do, uh, him potentially being out there on the market. It sounds like Charlotte is leaning more towards hanging on to P.J. Washington. Now, Charlotte, they've got, I guess, let's just, let's just lump all this together. They're also willing to talk trade for Hayward, Rogier, Ubre. This is one of those teams to definitely keep an eye on because there's a number of names. P.J. Washington could be in the mix, but sounds like they, they would like to hang on to him. But the, the Hornets have... Plenty of reason to try to make some trades here at the deadline, add some future assets. We know that they're going to go tank mode here and do what they can to increase their odds of landing Wembenyama. Yeah, I think on the first part, the P.J. Washington, uh, Mark Stein noted that over the weekend in his, uh, his, his newsletter is really good, especially at this time of year. He's been publishing, it feels like two, three times a week with like little snippets of stuff. Um, but one of the things in there was part of that is because the, Miles Bridges situation remains so unsettled and it it was the Hornets were kind of open to let's move on from Washington because Bridges is going to be the guy we're going to kind of prioritize because there is overlap between those two guys. They've played them together a lot over the years, but now uh, the Hornets pushed back very hard and very publicly on the reports. They were thinking about signing Bridges. So that says to me, yeah, let's keep PJ Washington and we'll we'll go. The Bridges situation, my guess is, will resolve at some point this summer, um, one way or another for the Hornets side of it. Either they do sign him and say, All right, we're gonna we're gonna take the heat that comes with signing him to a new deal, or they just cut him loose completely and let him go and you know reset things. But Washington there. Uh, Stein was also said they're listening on Hayward, Rogier, and Ubre. Hey, I'm listening if anybody wants to trade a Bentley for my Honda CRV. Like, that's <laughs> cool too. I mean, I, I don't know where any of this is going with the, I mean, Hayward's deal's too big. Maybe the summertime when he's expiring. Rogier's all right, but that stuff. Separate and Ubre's hurt. That's the problem with Ubre. He's got a torn, uh, had surgery for a torn, I think it was a ligament in his left shooting hand. So, I'd be very cautious if he normally I would have been like, yeah, kill you. Uber makes a lot of sense. 12.6 million expiring player. That's, that's great. But I, I don't know. I don't see a whole lot with could happen, you know, unless that becomes like one of those real big two teams are really resetting their path moving forward. Yeah. Then maybe that's how you see a couple of those guys go. Uh, and let's go back to the Kawhi thing. Just real quick. Law Murray of the athletic was the one who I think had that uh, Kawhi report. All right, let's jump to your current hometown, Orlando. Yeah. Jonathan Isaac, welcome back. It's been over two okay. years. You see Jonathan years, Isaac, yeah. but, but uh, he's he is getting back. Did you wind up? I know we talked about it like last week. I think it was. Did you wind up checking out that? Yeah, um, I went to the second one. Okay. Um, yeah, he and he looked the, the really, really good. Um, was it? No, I went to to the first one. Yeah, it was the first one when he played. Um, looked really really good. You know, looked looked. He was very tired after his first initial stint. Um, he he was he was he was struggling a little bit, huffing and puffing. But but then he was you know looking looked good physically. Um, I mean, this dude's still super duper long. Uh, gets out, you know, he's like a half step from closing out to any shooter from the block because that's just how big he is. I mean, it's just this is you know the running joke for a few years was the Magic's obsession with length, right? And 
it's kind of true. I mean, they've got there. There's going to be times where we're going to put him and like Bull Bull and Mo Bamba maybe on the floor together, and it's going to be like, all right, just block out the sun, guys, because no <laughs> one like I don't know if it's goaltending if you're literally just standing there. They're going to go all in on what's the the strategy where you're you know you're like ten feet away from the shooter and you jump to try to block the, the, the cornet contest. The cornet contest. That's what it is. <laughs> the, the cornet, cornet I contest. I couldn't remember the name for it. Yeah. I call it the corn test because I, I think test. that's I like just it. more fun. But that, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. So, but Jonathan Isaac back. You know, my guess is for the Magic, this is good. Again, we've got about 30, 35 games. He's not probably not going to play back to back, so probably miss a game or two. Just knowing how these things go. But give us 30, 35 games to look at a mostly healthy roster because what they're doing now is evaluating who fits moving forward who in not only that who fits with Paulo Bancaro and Franz Wagner because those are the guys though those are our you know those, those are our um planets right and everything else is going to orbit around those two guys like they're they, it's got to work around around them so it's uh but yeah it's it's going to be good to see him back August 2nd 2020 in the bubble was the last time he played in an NBA game 2023 yeah. wow well yeah. welcome back Jonathan, Jonathan yeah. Isaac welcome back uh, the Jazz expected to listen to offers for most of their roster, just not Lowry Markinen or Walker Kessler. <laughs> yeah, uh, the two guys that most teams would probably, which be is after. very key, and I think some people missed this in Mark Stein's report. I, so. I did. I see. I saw a lot of people throwing out. You know, the they go on yeah. the trade machine. And yeah. I saw a lot of a lot of Markinen trades. A lot of can we get Walker Kessler? A yeah. lot of that kind of stuff. You like, get the same thing uh, I get, right? Like you get tag. Yeah. Like they reply to the tweet and then they yes. tag you, and it's mm-hmm. like, like hey, you know, think the Celtics could get Markinen? And I was like, I mean, yeah, if they want to trade, like you know, really good players and a whole bunch of draft picks. Sure. But they're not going to do that. So no, like right. it's just, yeah, it's just kind of funny. But so, all right. So then we're talking Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jordan Clarkson, perhaps Jared Vanderbilt, right? I mean, those are, those Rudy are the Gay, types of players. Yeah. Rudy Gay. Yeah. I mean, those are the types of guys we're talking about. Kelly Olenek. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's right. Kelly Oubre is a name that has popped up. Kelly Olenek. Oh, Olenek. Yeah. Yeah. I, I flip flop. <laughs> Kelly O's. Yeah. I flip flop those two all the time. It's kind of funny because it drives me crazy. Like, like more opposite guys. Like, I know, so right? <laughs> uh, that, that'd be like that'd be like if I, if I was like, you know, what? I constantly get Boban and Jose Alvarado. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Kelly O, and then I know I get. It. I, I just I understand. I go off the rails yeah. at that point. Yeah, I had um. I, I had that. I could not keep. This is so silly. I could not keep the Jalen and Jaden McDaniel's oh, yeah. clear. Do you know how I finally did it? Hmm. Charlotte has an L in it, so Jalen is on Charlotte. Now that may only work uh, for a couple more months, maybe only a couple more weeks. If he gets traded, then I'm going to have to come up with another device to to remember that. But that, that's how I finally was like, all right, I got to come up with a way because I cannot keep these two guys straight. It is also absolutely maddening i watched the thunder the other day and it was like it was like the simpsons joke where um it's it's the guy who does the gosh uh is it andres cantor who does the soccer this is a very this is like a 25 year old simpsons episode and he's doing a soccer game and he's like and he's like you know uh, it's something like, you know, Silva passes to Silva. Yeah. Passes to right. Silva. He passes <laughs> right. it back to Silva. And it's like, that's like sometimes you're watching a Thunder game and it's like, Williams gets it to Williams, gets it. Oh, good screen from Williams. And it's like, 
It's no more. And, and you can't have two with the same first name. You're right. Even if they spell it shouldn't be allowed. It should yeah, be against league rules. Exactly. There should be a league rule on that. For Even if it's nothing more than for idiots like me. Or the player has to join the team and upon signing, change his name to like Jones or something. It's like on The Office where Aaron, her real first name is Kelly. And then they <laughs> yeah. had that problem where, where Kelly kept Kelly Kapoor kept yep. responding. And so then she had to go by her middle name. Perfect. Like maybe yep. they need to do that. They yeah. need to go to middle name. I can't keep them straight. But anyway, I don't even remember. Oh, we were talking about the jazz. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know where we're going here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about the jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nothing to do with the Thunder or the Office or, uh, you know, 25 year old Simpsons episodes where <laughs> half our listeners weren't even alive. Um, yeah, it this makes sense to an extent. I do wonder a little bit is this like, like last year, it was all kind of like it got. A couple of things happened with the Kings Pacers trade last year. It was like, oh, the Kings are blowing it up. They're moving Halliburton. And it really wasn't that. It was, it was again, it was one of those rebalancing trades. And you know, and I'll continue to repeat it forever, is I felt like the Kings got very unfairly killed in that trade. I love Tyrese Halliburton, but it turned into like, Demona Sabonis sucks deal. Like, that's like what they yeah. lost so much of the analysis turned into. I wonder if the Jazz could do a deal like that where it is. They make a trade where they send some guys out, bring some other guys in, but they're not punting on the rest of the season either. Like it's not a full scale, like all right, we're shutting it down to tank type of trade. It's they're they're sitting in the nine seed. I think mm -hmm. that's part of this where people are going, Oh, wait, our our early indication of the jazz, our early thoughts on the jazz where this is gonna be team yeah. tank, is that gonna turn out to really be correct? And so I think that's wrapped up in. What's causing people hundred percent to sell off talent yeah. and, and go that way. I'm guilty of it. I mean, I figured when they traded Gobert and Mitchell, I was like, all right, so Rudy Gay has no reason to be on this team. And half the guys that get back don't really make a lot of sense. And you know, whether it was they didn't like the deals at the time or whatever it is, but it's Danny Ainge. And if he has a chance to, hey, this maybe doesn't make us better today, but it'll make us better down the line, he'll he'll do that. But that's also why they're saying. We're not moving Markin in and we're not moving uh, Walker Kessler, which if you haven't watched Walker Kessler is awesome. He blocks like, everything. Yeah. he. It's like they literally traded Rudy Gobert and did not get worse in terms of rim protection. Like he's just, he, he's that good. Like, and you, you save, you know, $28 million a year by, by getting him in, in place of uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. So just, Wolves you know, fans are not, <laughs> yeah, are not doing well right? thanks, with that. thanks we appreciate that hey enjoy anthony edwards did you see his thing about dunking on shangun uh -uh. you see the quote no what so, he's say? Like, so he dunked on him and then he said when we came out of halftime he's like i told kj martin he's playing too far back so i'm gonna get him again and then he did <laughs> got him again <laughs> and then he's like he's like but shout out to that guy he goes i don't know how to say his name but number 28 that dude can play you know, so it was, it was kind of funny, but yeah, man, I love Anthony Edwards. He's, he's so fun. He is. He is. And did well in the, uh, in that, mm -hmm. uh, oh gosh, what was it? The Bo Cruz movie. I don't remember. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As, as the bad guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was great. Bad he was great. Guy. Yeah. I guess like, yeah, he was the bad guy, right? He was, a little yeah. Yeah. he was the antagonist. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's jump. So the jazz are willing to trade most of their roster, but we want to finish up with this. The Bucks. The Houston Rockets give us a first for Eric Gordon. They've been screaming this for years now. And the Bucks said, here's, here's four seconds. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that didn't get done. Like four seconds is a lot. And so I want to put this into like a bigger conversation on the, the market itself. 
Does the Lakers trade for Rui Hachimura for three seconds? Does that, to some degree, reset the market? And what does it mean in, in relation to Eric Gordon? I think it could for these kind of mid-range role player type guys. It could be a little bit like, okay, if they're offering four seconds, you might want to get it because yeah. there may not be a first. Now, if you're Houston and you're like, we're happy to keep him. I don't know that they are. There's Tim McMahon had some reporting of like, James Harden really likes to play with him. And if they're serious about that, you know, that maybe could be a thing. But I, I think it really is, as I look at this, what would this, the, this whole four seconds thing becomes a, you know, wow, that that's a lot, you know, like, like we're, we're, we're tossing a lot that, that direction there. And that, that's something where it's like, wow, that's, you know, maybe you should go that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's. Cause that's it may not be better. Expecting. Yeah. What's it? It may not get better. You you yeah. you you can hold out, and then again, you may be sitting there, and the box may have by that point moved on. I do wonder: is there a little bit of because it can't just be four seconds, so it had to be some salary matching involved. Was there something where it's like, uh, we don't want to take back this contract in a trade for Gordon or or something along those lines? But to me, this says the Bucks are getting creative, right? It's you know. Hey, we'll bully over with quantity over quality if you know nothing else because you know we'll see and sometimes adding those second round picks just to add them to your stash is is, is not it's not a bad thing you know it's I never mean, a bad idea and a lot of times we see in the nba second round picks are how deals get done right mm -hmm. they're, they're what they're what yep. gets used to grease the wheels that and and cash being thrown in in order to to make moves and it doesn't it doesn't doesn't mean a second round pick is the big move but sometimes it's you get enough of these and you can make the smaller moves that become a, a big move so um i i don't look at a lot of people when i see second round picks people just throw them into trades like they're nothing mm -hmm. and they're not they they do yeah. matter around the nba they're not nothing they're not obviously not as sure. valuable as a you know uh as a top five pick or something like nowhere yeah. near it but and our, they do have our, value our buddy eric pinkis term coined the term nothing something which was the idea of the top 55 because those are just thrown in to make the trade work because each side has to send something we yeah, have this is not that this would be hey we're gonna give you four picks and then you know figure it out i think what gets lost is people like yeah but you can't package them together and go get into like a um you know go trade up for a first because that this isn't the nfl that doesn't happen that way because it's only a two two round draft there's only you know 60 players and by the time we're really after 45 it's like all right do we think this guy could be a good fit on our g league team right just kind of it's not like you can take the four seconds and turn them into a, a number nine overall pick or something like that nobody's doing that exactly right. yeah all right. Well, I think that wraps things up for today. Again, fun day. We actually had a trade go down or, well, not officially official yet, but we're waiting on waiting on word on that. But uh, really hot to the Lakers. Plenty of other things going on around the trade market. And of course, we are still just under two weeks or just under three weeks away from the trade deadline. So still plenty of time for more stuff to go on on the market. Hopefully this trade getting done does open things up a little bit. Yeah. let's go that's, keep that's them coming let's that's... let's get a bunch flowing through here now that's over right the next uh couple I, of weeks. I was, i've been worried that where you would get a dud of a trade deadline and i'm hoping that you know we get this and maybe a couple other things come through and it just it you know the damn bursts and we get a bunch of stuff happening i still think where you've got i mean i was talking to folks just this weekend there's like eight nine ten teams that are like yeah, we can win this thing. Like we're 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 close enough that we can really make a run here. Um, you know, as long as we get healthy and get right, and, and all of those teams are kind of like we can add something at the deadline. Just you know, that doesn't always see. This is a good example. 
I don't know how many people would have had Wizards and Lakers on the like. Well, there's an obvious trade partner. The bingo card. Man, yeah. Is that a you know are those are the Wizards really sellers because they're kind of just outside the play? But sometimes it's hey, we make a swap to reset and rebalance. And sometimes those trades, you know, happen too. So that that's what this was. And hopefully, yeah, you're right. I hope that starts leading to more and more deals. Yep. Let's get it done. Let's go. More fun. All right, everybody. Make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office Show over on YouTube, as well as the podcast feed. And Apple telling your friends. Spotify. Yes, please tell <laughs> your friends. Let them know. Come watch the show. Till next time. See ya. And stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.